Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I cannot believe it that a couple weeks ago, we had our ninth virtual speech retreat. Yes, our ninth speech retreat where I have presented live for thousand plus SLPs each and every time sharing practical and relevant ideas for school-based SLPs. Our next one is actually going to be July 22nd and it's our 10th anniversary. So I highly recommend you head to speechretreat.com to make sure you see the lineup there. We have 14 guest speakers, 10 hours of professional development, six hours live, can get four hours of replay content because each of the guest speakers are providing a 30-minute presentation for a certificate of completion. Yeah, it's going to be epic and amazing. You don't want to miss it. Anyway, at our March speech retreat, I had a panel of amazing SLPs join me live. They are SLP Elevate members, and they joined me live to talk all about their best and favorite tips on how they keep their older students motivated. And they also shared a little bit about how they use SLP Elevate, my membership for SLPs working with older speech students, how they use it in their therapy room and how it has changed their lives for the better and how it's made their planning so much easier and why you too might want to consider joining SLP Elevate. So even if you have nothing to do with SLP Elevate, I highly recommend staying put, listening carefully and hearing their amazing ideas on how they build rapport and how they incorporate their students' interests, and just the passion that they have for working with their students. As you listen to the clip from the speech retreat, as I have Tracy Higgins, Megan Gambino, Nicole Belanger, 
Alyssa Kaufman, Julia Libeskin, Sue Helsper, and Olivia Campbell, how they join me as, as a panelist at the last speech retreat. I know you're going to love hearing from them and their amazing tips for working with older speech students. Without further ado, here's the episode. And now I have a very special treat that we've never done before, but I wanted to do keep the learning going for older speech students, since I know there's a lot of you on here that work with older students and enough hearing from me. I want you to learn from some other SLP Elevate members that might have some insight for you guys. So hop on in, guys. So we're going to go around. Everyone can introduce themselves and say where you're from and the age group that you work with. So I have Julia first. I'm going by by my screen. (laughs) Hi there, I'm Julia Liebestand. I've been a speech therapist since 2002, um, and I'm actually split. I have third and fourth graders, half of my caseload, and my other half is high school, nine through postgrad. All right, Alyssa, I'm going just in order. <laughs> I am Alyssa Kaufman, and I have preschool through high school students throughout my day, and I work in all non-public schools, so I travel frequently throughout my day. All right, and Olivia... Hi, um, I am Olivia Campbell, and I work in 7-8 middle school full-time, and this is my third year as an SLP. Tracy? Hi, I'm Tracy Higgins. I work full-time, two middle schools, all 6th, 7th, 8th graders. Um, this time my 15th year. Awesome. Nicole? My name's Nicole Villager. I'm from um, Castle Rock, Colorado, and I work with grades 6 through 8. So we're going to go around. Everyone's going to share their favorite tip for working with older speech students since it is a unique age group to work with. I just presented for the last 45 minutes on how to work on vocabulary and to get them excited and motivated for speech therapy. All right. So, Julia. So in my high school classroom, I have a bulletin board that says things we like. And the first week of school, we take some time and everyone gets to tell me two, three, four things that they like. I Google, I find a picture of it. We put it sort of in categories and we have that bulletin board up all year long. So, you know, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets and we have Olive Garden and Gilmore Girls. And we, you know, we just have this big bulletin board. But the reason why we do this is connection, 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 connection. That is the most important. These are kids who don't feel a whole lot of success often in school. I want them to feel comfortable and safe and like this is their room and they're connected. And then I use those things that they like to format my therapy. So Mm -hmm. if, you know, Hallie, you just talked for the last 40 minutes about context cues. Well, we can work on context cues on something that I pull randomly or we can work on something that they like. So, you know, just a month ago, we did a whole lesson with a student who loves football with a commentator talking about the NFL playoff. And then we had to talk about what he said versus what they think. You know, what were some vocabulary words that the commentator said? Why do you agree? Why do you not agree? And the kid did not want to leave my room because we were talking about what he loves. So connection, connection, connection. Love it. Something so simple and that didn't cost any money. You just had to like pull out some picture and stuff like that. Love it. All right, Alyssa, what about you? Hi, mine is pretty similar, actually. It's nice to hear someone who's doing something similar to me. I travel to multiple schools, sometimes throughout my day, two or three, so I don't have the advantage of having bulletin boards and things. I'm always traveling. And one of the things I love is 
again, I find the kids at the beginning of the year, especially middle and high school, to pick their interests. And we jot them down and I try to place them in their binder or on a little bulletin board and stick it up there. And then we'll start with one student's high interest topic and talk about it and then go to the next throughout the months that we're working together. But then I love to use SLP Elevate because, for example, if I have a mixed group of Arctic and language students, my student that's working on Arctic in high school, he still needs that repetition and practice. So he loves to be the leader and read the clues, like the context scoot clues to the others in the group. And then the others will answer the questions. And we, I can tell from feedback if they understood a speech, because if they didn't, they will say, what did you say? I can't hear you. Or we didn't get it. And they're sometimes not super nice. But my goal is that you have to give everybody time to think and time to talk. And he has to finish. And if he doesn't get it or if he's struggling, he knows like I'll fill in and I'll pronounce the word and help so that they're not feeling like alone or feeling frustrated or embarrassed. And they love it. And the Arctic kids will even ask to participate. Well, they'll say, well, I didn't get a turn with the game. And they love your game. So they're so funny and they love it. Again, I also like to use either I break up the cards and play with a game like Crocodile Dentist. But the number one game I always have in my bag with me traveling is Uno. No, I could play preschool through high school, all different ways to manipulate it. And then I bring your card games and those topics that are so great for those high school students. You always, I love SLP Elevate for one reason is because there's always topics of their interest. Like I think this month is sleep and that's news. So I haven't looked at it yet, but they love sleep. They're motivated. I know. And I do too. So it's perfect. And music was a great one because they all like music. It's all different genres, but then we can compare and contrast why they like this music or another. They just really get into it. And it's really fun. And you know, if it's not fun for me, it's not going to be fun for them. And it just, it just works and it's great. So thank you. <laughs> Olivia, Lily, what's your favorite tip for working with your older speech student? So mine, similar to the other ladies, pretty much building a rapport is key. Like I spend probably two sessions just getting to know them in the beginning of the year. And I also make sure to write down their interests on their file so I don't forget Um, and try to incorporate it in sessions as much as possible and making sure that I give them that safe space of being like where we can, you know, talk about anything type thing and giving them just like a place where they can trust me because middle school age can be stubborn and more reserved. So definitely try to work on that. Love it. Tracy. So I agree with everybody else. Rapport is the most important thing with these kids. I think I, I use getting to know you from one one of you guys from TPT. I used a couple of those for two or three weeks, but I love to use the context clue scoot and the pre and post. Like I've done this all this week, pre and post test. So I look to see what do these kids know before we ever start, and um, then we take it and it goes on a fun choice board with things like it to kind of see where we need to hone in and work. I either use a name wheel or the person who participates most to kind of pick a topic, so everybody gets something to do. They also get a choice. Three weeks in the room, we work hard and then we can go outside and have lunch. We can go to the conference room and have lunch. They can choose a game. We can make a snack. So I try to really motivate them by going, okay, this person gets the topic this week, but whoever participates the most figures out what we do on week four. And it really gets a lot of buy-in. And they almost know all 24 words by the end of the month. Love it. Tons of opportunities to practice more exposures. Love it. What about you, Nicole? So I'm really big in my room on voice and choice. There are definitely activities in Elevate that some of my kids like more than others. 
And so a lot of times I'll say, okay, we can either work on literal and inferential questions today, or we can work on context clues today. What do you want to do? Of course, at some point you have to make them do whatever's in their goals. So you can't just let them do whatever. But And then at the end I of every session, I pretty much let them choose if they want to do a Maca and Roni video or if they want to do a Simon's Tat video or something, because they don't see that as work. And so it's they ask for it and they want to do it. And, you know, when I work with older kids, I just, I'm brutally honest, but I'm kind about being brutally honest. And I think they appreciate that because a lot of students, people just kind of either yell at them or just don't tell them what's wrong. And then they come back and they just, they don't even know what happened. So in kind ways, I try to be brutally honest with them so that they trust me. I love it. Building that rapport so that they feel comfortable and safe in your room. I love it. All right, Sue, what's your best tip for working with older speech students? My tip is to use humor in every session. So I think I got this from you last year or something. But what I do is I put a joke of the day and then the answer is usually a one-word answer. So throughout the session, I ask them, can you guess what the answer of the joke is? I also use joke stories. So joke stories are like little tiny stories, right? With different voices, different words, double meanings, figurative language, kind of forces some of those students that are not talkers that we talked, Maureen talked about earlier. It's engaging because they want to know what the joke of the day is before they get there. And they get really upset if I don't have it on there. So by stumbling upon your membership, it's allowed me to be fun by incorporating those fun things because the structure of the session is we have fun at the beginning. We do, we don't like to say the W word or the work word, and then we can end it with, okay, what do you think the joke's going to be next time? Or you guys come up with a joke or you bring the joke. So that's kind of my tip that just having fun, like you say, the name of your membership is having fun and that thematic learning is so engaging to them that it just kind of carries through without them even thinking about it. In fact, one of them accused me of trying to engage with them. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the point. So. And that is why I always have a joke of the week on my podcast on Monday. So you can literally steal it and use it with your students. Like that is my intention. <laughs> like I have students like it'll come back like three days later and see the joke again. Like I get it now. It's funny. <laughs> so before we jump into our next presentation, I want to just quickly go around since um, I am doing a speech retreat promotion for SLP Elevate this, uh, until Tuesday where you can get discounts on annual and monthly membership. So it's the lowest that you can ever get into it, um, either monthly or annual. And if you join me after the speech retreat, I'm going to do a session where you can see our brand new membership hub that is being going live on Monday. And I'll be there to answer any questions, but it's going to be even easier to navigate and get what you need. So everyone wanted to share one reason if, if, uh, if someone's on the fence um, about why, how, how has SLP Elevate helped you in your speech therapy room? So we'll go, I guess we'll, we'll change it up. We'll, we'll do Tracy. <laughs> I purchased SLP Elevate. Um, I had a caseload of 50-ish students between two schools. I also had um, a a good portion of them were virtual. I was struggling to find interesting material every every day for all my students at all my different levels and all my different ways to teach them. And I was legitimately to the point of, if I can't make this easier, I would love to either go work at Target 
or become a barista because, I mean, it would really be fun. And I will be honest and tell you, it is the best. It it makes my life so easy. And my, like I said, my students love it. It's easy to give them all kinds of choices. It's easy to hit all my goals. Some of them will even ask to go back and do a past activity. It's just, it's met every need I have. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sue? I mean, I don't have enough time to say how much I love this membership. Seriously, I, I came off the medical side, had no idea. A friend of mine talked me into being a school SLP. I had no idea what I was doing. I was starting off with 80 students. I was crying like every night. Seriously lost 10 pounds. Worst way to lose weight. And I stumbled across your membership. I don't even know how it happened. Happy little accident. But I go into work. I spend 15 minutes getting it together. And it's not just throwing something out there to survive. What I noticed was these students were making significant amount of gains doing the least amount of planning, doing the least amount of work. And so that's what really hooked me was the thematic learning, the fact that they were learning these texts, they were willing to be challenged. I took your advice to, you know, cut up the longer paragraphs into smaller paragraphs. I'm like, do you want to do two today? And they're like, sure. Do you want to do three today? Do we really, do we want to make this hard? Do we want to do four? Um, instead of that paper, on, well, I call it the turn and twist where they just kind of push it away. They were pulling it towards them. So yeah, I can't, I don't know what I would do. I almost got nervous when my um, computer wasn't working. So thank you so much. It's a great, it's, it's a beautiful membership. Thank you. Olivia? So my favorite part is it saves me so much time. Um, I pretty much, like, I also have a high caseload. I have, I think, 60 kids right now. So it just is really nice to come into the month knowing that I have resources already. And it's so comprehensive because it comes with so much stuff. And they are usually themes that my kids are actually interested in. Uh, this <laughs> month is sleep and my kids... They love it a lot. And my kids have loved, like, they had anime theme. They had superhero theme. Like, they all love all of the stuff. So I really like that. And I also love the data collection part. I, in the beginning of the year, just calculated all my kids in the data collection. And it's just super easy to use. And I can print it out when I need to look at everything they've done. So overall, everyone needs to get the membership. Thank you. And then we'll do the last one, least, then let's mention before, so we'll have Julia to share. It's just a given um, age-appropriate resources, which is really nice, Hallie. I think you always kind of talk about the cutesy pictures that just don't work for high school kids. There are no cutesy pictures in LV. It's age-appropriate, which is really great. And the topics are really age-appropriate. My favorite one, I think, so far has been your social media one. I had a girl who did not talk to me all year and hated her life coming to speech and we did a the your unit on social media, all of a sudden, I was the one that needed to be taught. She's showing me how to put Snapchat on my phone. She's showing me how to Snapchat my friend. And it's been about a year. It was last spring. I think you had that. And she is still engaged in speech. Once we made that connection, it changed everything. So the age-appropriate topics are great. Love it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys so much for coming in here. I hope you guys enjoyed this little treat about hearing from other SLPs in the trenches working with older speech students, how to keep them motivated, keeping them engaged, 
and how they're also utilizing SLP Elevate in their speech room. So thank you guys so, so much for joining me here today. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.